good to see you, and it's good to worship with you. Um, let me get myself in knots already. Um, Meg and I went to New Wine this time, thinking uh, this is our last time at Shepton Mallet, potentially our last time going to uh, New Wine. Um, and we got to the end of day one, and it was like, we are going back. Okay? Um, uh, Peterborough is not that far away for something that helps to give you a complete Holy Spirit reset. Okay? Um, so if, if you fancy the drive, or if, in fact, if you don't fancy the drive, just book in, okay? Because you get an early discount, and we're going, and a bunch of other people are going. It's a bit far for day trips, um, uh, and we want to do that stuff here as well during, during the year. One of the things that, that is wonderful about going away like that is you kind of, you learn how to worship again. You know, when you're, when you're with that many people, and, and sometimes we went to the smaller venues, sometimes we went to the bigger venues, but you know, worshiping with, with, with 6,000 people, with lights and the bass so loud that you can't hear yourself think, is kind of fun, you know? And it kind of, and I loved it when they kept on switching the lights on on full so you could see everyone else worshipping as well. And it's not that that's any better than the quiet moment where it's just you and God. But it does sometimes help you give a reset. And encouragement when you come back here to make the choice to worship. Make the choice. You know, these guys are good tonight. But sometimes, sometimes the band might not always choose the right song. Worship anyway. Worship anyway. Make the choice. Um, we're falling apart here. Look at this. What happened? Sorry about that. Um, if you're visiting, by the way, we'd love to connect with you afterwards. Come and um, fill in a welcome card. Come and say hi, because we'd love to get you hooked into what's going on here. Um, I'm going to pray too. Uh, Father God, come and take these words and help us Help us to see you more clearly and see what you're doing in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm walking along a corridor in a hospital. There's a glass wall on my left-hand side. I've been in for three days at least I don't actually know how many days I can't remember with someone else and as I'm walking down the hospital corridor towards the exit my legs give way that moment where you kind of go and you're overwhelmed by what's just happened and you allow yourself to think and my legs gave way and I sprawled out in the middle of this hospital corridor not long enough for anyone else to kind of come and scoop me up. I got my stride back pretty quickly, but there are those moments in life where you are just taken out by what has happened. Utterly overwhelmed and overrun by what has happened. And sometimes those moments are, are deeply personal. Others we get to share on an international stage. I 
When I was at Bible school, we, we all had this little, this little job that we had to do, like, you know, to serve the community and to teach us how to be part of the community. Um, I had quite a good college job. Uh, my college job was IT support in the college computer room. I, I didn't really know much, but there was someone else that did, so I did all the kind of basic stuff, uh, including setting up uh, user usernames for the new new intake of college students. And it was a great joy uh, to set up the username for a new student called Rona Floater. Because her username was R Floater. And it just made me laugh every time I looked at it. <laughs> it's just, you know, one of those things. Sorry to start with such base humour. Um, so I remember that college job for all the wrong reasons, like setting up funny usernames. But I particularly remember that job because one of the years that I was there was 2001. And that Tuesday afternoon... I was working in the computer room. 9-11. So I had a screen in front of me with that live feed that played for months. Where were you? Remember where you were when this happened? Yeah. We have those moments, don't we, etched on our brains etched on our life. Some of them are worldwide events. Others of them are deeply, deeply personal. Sitting in my mum and dad's back garden. And my dad and me have got our feet outside the summer house. And we're sitting just inside the summer house. Not on chairs, on the floor. And my dad, who doesn't really cry much, telling me that mum had breast cancer. She's okay. Years on. 25 years on. Amazing. But some are not. But the moment, I remember the moment. Where were you, whether it was for a worldwide event or for something that's deeply personal? Let's open up the Bible together and we're gonna, we're looking at Psalms for our evening services, uh, over August. Um, it's quite nice because they're sort of self-contained. Uh, so if you're, if you're here for one but not here for another, you should be able to kind of track what's going on. Uh, we're on Psalm 46 and it is page 547 in your for not too much longer, I hope, Pew Bibles. Uh, page 547. <laughs> uh, Psalm 46. You might just want to get it open uh, or switch your phone on or something. And uh, it goes like this. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. 
She will not fail. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Amen. You know, we, we do live in a world where bad stuff happens. In fact, if you read the news that you, or listen to the news or watch the news or whatever it is, um, actually there's quite a lot of bad stuff that happens. And the problem with the bad stuff is actually it makes better news than the good stuff. So all the bad stuff kind of gets scooped up and that's what becomes uh, the news. And if we're lucky, they might tag on, you know, a funny news article at the end just to kind of lighten the mood about someone tripping up and falling over a balloon or something. I don't know, whatever, you know, is the humorous story of the day. But we do live in a world where bad stuff happens. The problem, though is not necessarily that there's any more bad stuff happening than there used to. Part of the problem is just that we know about it more. Whether you, you're old school and you get your newspaper delivered, anyone still do that? Is that a... Ken. Ken gets his newspaper delivered. But then you send me the links online. Oh, okay. Um, you know, or whether you're, anyone use Flipboard for their news? No one. Anyone use Apple News? No, do you guys read the news? <laughs> oh my word. BBC, BBC website? Any Telegraph readers? You are allowed to put your hands up. Okay. You know, whether it's the BBC or whether you get it through Facebook or whether you've kind of got this Twitter feed pinging in your pocket every two minutes, whatever it might be, there is this constant stream of stuff that hits us. And social media exaggerates that and can make things feel much worse. And there is this battle that goes on in our minds about what is really happening in the world and how we are to respond to it. Psalm 46 begins with this wonderful idea of refuge. Not refugee. You know, dyslexic vicar, what can you do? Um, but refuge. I, um, uh, I, I used to do... Um, quite a long time ago, and I don't get to do this as much back once a year now, a bit of whitewater canoeing, and um, uh, when, you're on a, when you're on a big bit of white water, going, going quite fast, and sort of actually praying quite hard, in my case, if you're not that good, then what you're looking for is a little bit of water that's going in the other direction. It's called an eddy. 
And no matter how fast the river is going, or if, if, you, if you look out for a boulder in the middle of the river, or a kind of a tree that's hanging over, then what you can do is you can, you can do this great little maneuver and you go from really fast in that direction to bam, in this eddy. And the water is traveling gently in the opposite direction. And it's a place of stillness and a place of refuge. The river's still flowing. But you get this chance to recover, to catch your breath, to look ahead and see what else you're going to be facing before you make your next move down the water. That eddy, that refuge, that place where you can stop for a moment. And the Psalms describe God like this. That He is our refuge. He is our place where we can, we can go and hide out in Him. It's not that the storms of life are not happening. It's not that the trouble's not happening. It's that for a moment we get covered. We get the security of covering and safety from Him. Of being out of the storm for a moment. God is our refuge and our strength. I'm sorry most of these are sporting illustrations this evening. Um, that's just the way it rolls tonight. Um, when I've done a little bit of uh, marathon running, some of the, 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 the runs get longer and longer each time and you kind of, you have to kind of push out onto the long run and, and you leave it, if you're still trying to hold down a day job, you then leave at silly o'clock in the morning and it is, you know, some of you are nodding. Okay, so, um, in, in the times when I was training and we lived in Surrey, um, for the longer runs, I used to leave at four o'clock in the morning go and run 20 miles, and then go and do a full day's work. I mean, it's stupid, really. Why do, why, why do we do this? Anyway, I, I would get to the last kind of five or eight miles or something of this run, and, and actually, I, I would have nothing left. There would be nothing left in the tank. And I would have to think, not in terms of running miles or half miles, but running to the next lamppost. And what I was doing at the time was was praying for strength. Lord, give me enough, not to get to the end, but just enough strength to get to the next lamppost. It's a different thing from being in a refuge. It's a different thing from hiding out in the eddy and escaping for a moment the trial of the river or the journey. It's still being on the journey and needing the strength of God along the way. God is our strength in troubled times. But He's also ever-present. Let me, just before we go on to that one, tell you about um, one little thing at New Wine. In fact, Meg is going to come and um, intro this because there's a, there's a view of this story which which is... Yeah, come on, up you come. Monday night. Come and tell that story. It's just as, uh, you know, I didn't know what was going on. Um, so Monday night, our first night in New Wine, and, um, uh, and uh, this is what happened. Um, apologies if you've heard this story already, because it, it made me laugh so much. I told so many people. Um, so Mark and I um, 
we went to the evening service. Um, it was Robbie Dawkins, wasn't it? That was the right one. Re- amazing talk. Um, amazing worship. Went up for ministry. Mark and I learned a long time ago that you just go up for ministry for everything. So if they say, you know, something wrong with your small toe and we, we just, mean. we just go up for as much prayer as we can get. Anyway, we, we don't even get up to the front. Mark gets halfway along. We spot a friend who knows us who's also part of the ministry team. Started praying. Mark f- fell over in the spirit. That's quite a normal thing. I'm quite used to that. He often disappears. But what I'm not used to is Mark flailing his arms around like this. And he's doing this kind of horsey galloping thing, like really going for it. And you could see there was a bunch of people around him who were looking slightly bemused. And a couple of maybe trainee people who were doing the ministry um, prayer who weren't quite sure what they were supposed to do with the man on the floor doing horsey, horsey galloping. Um, and I, and they asked me, you know, is there anything we should be doing? And I said, no, 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 it's fine. God, God's just doing something in him. He'll be absolutely fine. And, you know, and I could see the peace on Mark's face and something amazing going on. Um, and then I had one of, uh, these slightly nervous looking prayers say, um, kind of really eyeballed me and said, um, are you with a church? And I, I said, yeah. And I said, that's the vicar. Um, <laughs> and, uh, the, yeah, that was very funny. Um, that was my little moment. But, but the, yeah, it was, it was just watching, trying to figure out in my mind what on earth God was doing, um, in the physical. <laughs> uh, and actually, it was nothing to do with horses. Uh, <laughs> although apparently that's what it looked like. Uh, God just said this really simple thing to me. Uh, and it took quite a long time. You know, I'm, I'm slow of study. He, he just said that he had enough. And actually what I was doing was was grabbing handfuls of the Holy Spirit and kind of chucking them out on our church and on my family. <laughs> handfuls and handfuls. Of that, you know, I, that's probably where this horsey thing came from. I don't know. You know, but you know, he, he has got enough resource for us. He's got enough. He's got enough strength. He's got enough hope for us, for each and every one of us. God is our refuge and our strength, our ever-present help in trouble. Rewind three days before or something like that, before I collapsed in the corridor. And I'm in the hospital and I'm with this person and the situation is is just not looking good, and you know I'm 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 in I'm in panic. Frankly, I'm in panic mode. I'm I'm if if there's praying going on, I'm kind of not even aware of it. You know, I'd like to say I was holier than that, but as I look down in this awful awful moment, this person that I'm with has a wristband on. A wristband, in fact, that they'd picked up at New Wine. And the wristband had Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 8 on it. Do not be afraid. I, I, you know, I, I, honestly, I couldn't see the wood from the trees, but I could see that. And I was like, okay. 
I'm not sure, I'm not sure my heart felt any better or my mind, but it, you know, I knew that we were going to get through it. Whatever the outcome was. God is with us. He's with you. He's with you when things are going wrong in the world. When you look at the world and you kind of go, what is happening? And it makes no sense. He's with you. He's with us. He's with you when you, when you look at your life and you can't make sense of it and you, and you're right in the midst of the storm and you've got no idea what the exit strategy is. He's with you. He's with you in the things that you feel like you should be able to resolve, but you cannot resolve. And you want to resolve them, you want to land them with all of your heart for things to be different, but they're not. And He's with you. And He says, do not be afraid. Verse 2. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. I'm going to jump right to the end of the psalm, but I, I encourage you to spend a bit more time in it. I'm going to jump right to the second from last verse. He says, be still. And know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I, I, I just wonder how you're doing with stillness tonight. I wonder whether you're in the midst of a storm or whether kind of life is fantastic. How you're doing with, with stillness. You know, sometimes there's so much going on either because we're super busy or just because we've got so much in our head that actually, honestly, we're not very still. Me included. For some of, for some of us, it might be that we need healing from the inside out. You know, that actually tonight that what God wants to do is, is just take some of that some of those places in you that are not still and to come and bring healing and peace for you. For some of you, it might be that you you carry a sense of anger or unforgiveness towards someone else. That rage about something that they did and frankly, you can't get this thing out of your head. It's going round and round on a loop. You know, we love to pray for you tonight. Pray that the Holy Spirit would help you on that journey of forgiving, of letting go. And it might be, you know, I've seen God do it in a moment and it's done. But let's also not be overly simplistic. It might be that you've got some kind of stuff going around your head and actually what you need to do is talk to someone. What you need to do is go and talk this out and find someone professional who can help you and journey with you through this. You know, that is okay too. And this place needs to be safe enough for us to be able to go, do you know what? I've, I've tried. 
and I'm stuck. And sometimes God will unstick us in a moment and sometimes we need to take the journey with someone else. And both are okay. Sometimes it's not even the, the stuff that we've got in our head is, is even, you know, massive. It's, it's just that there's a lot of stuff. You know, I, I had someone come and, come and visit me, um, probably six years ago. And, and they, they arrived and they were completely stressed out of their mind. And, and it wasn't that they had much major stuff to work through. It's just that there was so much stuff. And I said, how do you want to play this? Do you want, and I, I, it was a repeated conversation that I would have with this guy. You know, do you want me to go really slowly with you and walk you through this? Or do you just want me to tell you how it is? He was like, tell me how it is. I was like, right. Here's my laptop. Sit at my desk. I'm going to close the door. I will keep bringing you tea until you're done. But write down every single thing that is in your head. Just put it down. I, I took him a lot of cups of tea. I think he was in there for about three hours. Just And he typed fast. You know, it was the beginning of a journey for him about how to live with stillness in his head rather than all that stuff. And he's a work in progress. But he's getting there. You know, God wants us to live not from this but from this place of stillness where we know that he is God. It's not this is not what, what I'm advocating, you know, although, you know, some of the mindfulness stuff I think is, is helpful, but this is not mindfulness. This is about f- being filled with the presence of God. It's a different sort of stillness. And, and you know what? The other stuff's okay, but this is better. <laughs> this is stillness where we know who He is. And because we know who He is, we know who we are. The other stuff can be super helpful, but this is like awesome. <laughs> be still. And we need to learn how to do this. If we're gonna be, if we're gonna be fruitful in the world, God wants to take us on this journey. So I've got three challenges for you as we land. The first one is this. Who are you listening to? You know, if you've got, if you've got a whole bunch of info that you're putting into your head external stuff who are you listening to is that is that the diet that god wants you on some of you might need to go from tonight and and you're just going to have to literally go and switch some stuff off honestly if it's important and it happens in the world someone will let you know okay and if the world does happen to it, come to an end and, and you miss it on the BBC News or on Facebook, someone will come and let you know. Don't, don't worry. You know, if the end of the world, we'll know. And when you've unplugged enough, then maybe you'll get, be able to get back to it. Or maybe, maybe what you're listening to is a whole bunch of internal stuff from the past. So 
Challenge one, what are you listening to? Challenge two, who or what do you go to? Are you going to God as a place of refuge? As a place of strength for the journey? Or are you diving into something else? Diving into something else that's going to, you know, provide you too much comfort and you won't notice it in the first couple of Krispy Kreme donuts, but when you've eaten the whole box. You know, we do this stuff, don't we? I'm making light of it, but actually we do it. We do it whether it's with food or with drink or with consuming films or whatever it might be. And those things do have an effect on us over the long term. Who or what are you going to for your comfort? God wants you to go to Him, for Him to be your refuge, for Him to be your refuge and strength. And the last challenge, really, how's your mind? How is your mind? You know, Viv quoted this this verse, which in the NIV is to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. As we are transformed, then we can know his good, pleasing and perfect will. But you know, he he wants to give us new minds. He wants us to be still, to rest in him. Really, how's your mind? So folks, it would be great to pray. Why don't we we stand together and... um, And just as um, as I'm kind of praying us in, if anyone else has got any more kind of words or anything to give or kind of encouragements, then kind of come and come and grab the mic. So just take a moment. You know, I was struck by hearing Joe at New Wine speaking each morning. Just take a moment. What are you listening to? Who are you going to? How's your mind? We love to pray for you this evening to ask God's blessing on you. To declare freedom, to call freedom out in your life tonight. So if you if you want to be prayed for, why don't you why don't you come on out as we worship? We love just to lay hands on you, responding to any of that stuff or anything else. You know, if it's helpful to have someone pray for you, then come on out and we'll do that now. Father God, come and pour out your Holy Spirit upon us. Come and still our hearts. Teach us to look to you, to worship you. Our refuge and our strength, our ever-present help in times of trouble.